paralyzed veterans, Sean Halstead and Noah Courier. I was Air Force from 93 to 98. I got hurt uh, practicing combat search and rescue, fell off a fast rope, um, so shattered L1 vertebrae. I don't know where I'd be without paralyzed veterans. I've only seen that now. Unite through struggle, you know, that's what the Marine Corps and service is all about. You, you get tight and those bonds just get stronger and stronger the more you struggle together and the, the harder the hardship. And um, I don't know if it gets any harder than being a quadriplegic, so, you know, we instantly bond. Paralyzed Veterans of America is a nonprofit and it gets no federal funding. And we provide every service free of charge to every veteran and caregiver that we support. Paralyzed Veteran and PVA Executive Director, Sherman Gillums, Jr. Every life, every success, every recovery, it's tied to the initial investment you've had in us. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. You know more about what matters in your life because you listen to the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr. 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The opinions expressed on this edition of Pensacola Expert Panel are not necessarily those of News Radio 92.3 AM 1620, but rather the opinions of the sponsor, Claymology, with host Matthew Vanderford. Good morning. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Would love to hear from you this morning. 850-437-1620. Our next expert is joining us over the phone for right now, Matthew Vanderford with Claimology. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. How are you? Wonderfully. How have things been going at Claimology? Things have been well. Things have been well. We're helping people with their claims, navigating the claims process. That's what we do as public adjusters. We're, our main mission and goal is to help people file and navigate the claims process successfully. And what we mean by successfully is getting them across the finish line where they receive everything that they're entitled to under the policy for the loss that they've incurred. So it's a, it's a lot of work, and it's, it's a lot of fun to help people. It's nice to be able to see them um, with smiles on their faces at the end of the day. Absolutely, and ultimately, you are there for th that person, for somebody who doesn't have all the answers and they don't know where to even start. Uh, so I, I know that you usually bring a topic to talk about today, and you're going to be joining us in studio shortly, so just hang tight. But if you do have a question for Matthew, still feel free to text in 850 you can also visit Claimology's website at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. Take a look at their story, their services, their resource center. Request a call from Matthew or a part of their team. Um, and I, I love that you just help walk people hand, hand in hand each step of the way through the claim process, which can be so daunting and so overwhelming. It really, it really is for a lot of people. Most people have never filed a claim before in their entire life. They've never, they have no idea. Or if they have filed a claim, it's been really not the best experience. So when I ask people, have you ever, have you ever filed a claim before? A lot of them say no. And so with that, it's what to expect. So most people don't even know what to expect. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know the proper steps and procedures that they need to take um, in order to make a successful claim. Um, you'd be surprised how many times, like take, for example, during when Hurricane Sally came through, um, the insurance companies were sending out forms that were requiring that the 
we're requiring the insureds to um, honor and send back within a certain time period, and most of the insureds had no idea what to do with the form. And so, thankfully, um, those that I have been able to meet with with those particular insurance companies were able to get the documents filled out correctly, submitted over to the insurance company so that way they can keep their claim valid. So what happens, I know we've talked about a little bit of things called like sworn proofs of loss. If the insurance company ever sends you any type of documentation that, that needs to be filled out, make sure if you don't have a representation of a public adjuster that you immediately call the insurance company and say, hey, what do I do with this form? And how do I fill this out? What does this mean? And make sure that you specify on there that you filled it out. You can hand, you're, you're able to handwrite on the form. There's no legalities when it comes to the type of form that you need to use. There's templates that are out there. However, you always want to make sure that if you are instructed to fill it out by the insurance company and you are in disagreement or you're doing it just because they're asking you to, handwrite that on the form because you have to have it notarized. It's very important. And what the most important thing that you want to do is you always want to make sure that you're protecting yourself in the event that you have to ask for more money to repair your homes. Because a lot of times what we see, unfortunately, in the insurance business is that ignorance is no excuse for the law. And that's just unfortunate. You can plead, I didn't know, and I wasn't aware. However, the insurance companies have a very good defense when it comes to that. That's why they send all these papers. It's why they get you all the mail when it comes forward. You get all these requests when um, a claim gets submitted. So you want to make sure that you understand everything. If you don't understand it and the adjuster's not giving you help, reach out to a public adjuster. That's what we're here for. As public adjusters, it's our duty. It's our great privilege to help people navigate the landmine of the insurance world. And that's what it really, what it really kind of is. It's all these landmines that are there that you don't even know that you're walking on. And you may just, boom, step on the wrong landmine, and the next thing you know, you went from having a very valid claim to blowing it up, and you didn't even do anything, and you didn't even mean to, and it's really not your fault. And you still have a valid claim. However, you jeopardize the claim. So we don't want to see that happen, and that's one of the big reasons why we exist as public adjusters. There's a large organization called the FAPIA, the Florida Association of Public Insurance Adjusters, and NAPIA, the National Association of Public Insurance Adjusters. Actually, NAPIA is having a conference down in South Florida that's coming up in March, and they'll get together, and there'll be attorneys there, and there'll be other vendors there, and there'll be other, um, other uh, professionals from the country coming and speaking about what's happening in the insurance industry. Because what happens in one state has an effect on what happens in other states. And so that's just kind of the reality of how things happen. One of the biggest things that's happened is that we've had some massive laws that have changed, and we've talked about this um, of nausea a little bit, but those laws have been passed um, but they're hugely significant for the insurance. And one of those laws that just got passed is that it shortened the window to file an insurance claim when it comes to hurricane losses. So in the state of Florida, we used to have three years to file an insurance claim. No more. Now there's only two. So when Hurricane Sally came through here and it blew through from Panama City to Pensacola and beyond, you now only have up to September the 15th file any supplementary damage claims or new claim for Hurricane Sally. So I'm going to just put that out there. If anyone has any questions on this, if they've experienced any loss and would like some questions answered today on the show, we're more than welcome to. If we can talk about any other damage that you've had, 
And hurricanes are pretty sneaky things because you might not realize that you have damage until a year later because the house is kind of shifted. And then the insurance companies want to bring out engineers and say, no, it's settlement. But it's like, wait, my house didn't have a problem a year ago. How does settlement happen after a hurricane? Well, that's hurricane damage. We, there's engineers that get brought out. And so we have to make sure that when the insurance company brings out an engineer, that you're also protected, too, by having the correct professionals to help you. So it's become a science game, and it's, it's pretty cool. That's what we call it, claimology, where we practice the art, science, and application of fair insurance claim settlements. So it's a fun thing. It's the art of doing it. It's, it's interesting. And the biggest thing is to help people understand it's just stuff. And stuff can get replaced. Stuff is able to be replaced with the proper insurance, you know, and it's not people. And so helping people understand the perspective and gaining the proper perspective on things is important. And the proper perspective that I really believe is that, hey, you know what, insurance is an awesome thing. This teaches us to how to stand up for ourselves, which is fantastic. I've learned so much through the insurance industry, the insurance business. One of that, one of those things is how to stand up for yourself. And do it in the right way where you're not being a bully and you know, and you don't have to get loud and crazy. But you could, you're able to stand up for yourself in the right way with the right tools and with the right help. And that's what we're here to help you do. Get your voice. Get your voice back. You know? So thank you so much for having us on. I really appreciate the opportunity to be out here. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, this is Matthew Vanderford joining us here on the Pensacola Expert Panel, 850-437-1620. Matthew Vanderford is with Claimology, uh, claim handling, appraisal, and umpire services. And somebody had a question. Actually, I have two questions for you, Matthew, to answer this morning. One um, is a little bit more detail-oriented and specific for their needs. But the first one is, does Claimology do free appraisals? Uh, well, with, with the terms of the type of appraisal you're talking about, well, our appraisals aren't free in the sense of there's a there's a policy concept called appraisal, and there's a fee attached to it, but inspections and investigations are all part of the free process. So there's like a so I'm going to clarify that. So when we come out to a property, there's no cost, there's no obligation. You don't pay anything for us to come out there and inspect your property and give you an evaluation of your home. You can consider that an appraisal, but that's really not what that is in the insurance language. In the policy, there's a thing called appraisal, and appraisal is an actual process that when you've had a dispute, when you're in dispute with the insurance company, it's called alternative dispute resolution. And there is a fee associated with that, um, and that's just part of the process, how we help people, but our fees are part it's a it's an hourly rate not to exceed um, a certain uh, threshold, so that way you as the insured are not put into jeopardy of risking all of your claims. So there is an appraisal process, but those do come with fee. You actually have to pay for your umpire. The appraisal process, the insurance company has to pay for their appraiser. It specifically states that in the, in the policy, and the insured has to pay for their appraiser. And both people pay for what's called the umpire, which is a third party for neutral evaluation. So that's different than an inspection or an evaluation. Our evaluations to come out and look at a home to see what whether or not your damage qualifies under the policy, then yeah, that's completely free. There's no cost for that. And you can reach us by dialing 850-684-4794 or getting us online at www.insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. Excellent. Thank you for that, Matthew. Uh, another question, if you have any more, 850-437-1620. Matthew Vanderford with Claimology is here to answer your insurance claim questions. And this one is a little bit more specific, a little storytelling. Uh, we had a windstorm recently that caused some 
tree limbs to fall. One of the tree limbs that fell and did damage to a fence was from a neighbor's yard. Do I go through my insurance company still? Do they have to make a claim as well? How does that process go? Do you work with multiple claim, uh, multiple parties in the claim process? Yes, bum, 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 that is the question. So I'm going to go back to, yeah, right? It's like, it's like who, what's, what do I do here? Your tree, on my house. The insurance companies really, it, it comes down to your property is insured for damage affecting, it, it could be coming from a spaceship. Or let's just say someone went to the bathroom and they threw it out of the car, you know, and like, or like you have like this, like space dust that comes down, like from planes, like this is true stuff. Yeah. Like like this waste that gets frozen and it hits like whose fault is it? It's the plane's fault. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's your insurance policy. So at the end of the day, your insurance company, you are going to want to file your policy, your claim under your policy to happen to your home. The insurance company through their investigation process, may or may not subrogate, which is go after the next door neighbor with something like a tree, more than likely not, because um, it's just a tree that has that fell down through a windstorm. Now, in certain opportunities, in certain cases, I have represented both parties for because that tree did damage to both homes, and damage was done to both homes. So um, basically helping the person that the tree fell on on this side of the fence and then helping the other family that the tree that was on their side of the fence to damage their house also. So yes, we do represent multiple parties and, and sometimes in those particular cases it did. And that was during Hurricane Irma. And so we did we did actually help people out. But um, the long short story is yes, you will need to ultimately file under your particular policy. Okay. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, again, Matthew Vanderford with Claimology. You can text in here to News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. Matthew is joining us over the phone, but you can text in this morning 850-437-1620. Have an insurance claim question, a policy question. Matthew is here to answer as best as possible. Um, and uh, here is another one coming in. Oh, the website. Um, I'll go ahead and give that to you. If you'd like to visit their website, Claimology's website, you can go to insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. Visit there. Um, and then right at the top, you can click request a call. And uh, then I, I love that you can kind of just walk through just the gallery of how the claim process works. You can also email your questions to claims at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. So Matthew Vanderford is joining us with Claimology here this morning. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. It's 1049 this morning. So you can text or you can call. Our phone line is open. And, uh, of course, Matthew is here with Claimology to answer all of your questions. He's like uh, Houdini. He's on the phone one second, and then I turn, and he's in front of me the next. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. You're a busy guy. Yes. Yes, we are. The claim world doesn't give you a break? Not when nature calls. Absolutely (laughs) not. You're like, oh, no, I got to go. I'm on the highway. got to go. You're like, there's a rest area. got to do what you got to do. Hey, here we are. You got to do. That's what... 
water bottles are for. <laughs> I thought about it. I had a cup, and I was like, oh, I don't know if that cup was big enough. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to risk it. You know no, what I mean? You didn't want an insurance catastrophe happening in the car. Right. I'm calling from the side of the road. Yeah, I have a claim. Yeah, this is what happened. I was going to go talk about claims, and the next thing you know, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. That was sudden and accidental, by the way, and that's the trigger for policies. Sudden and accidental. Sudden and accidental. Uh, yes, that yes. That life right there. That's it. Um, I did like that question, though, that our friend texted in about the whole tree on the side of the fence, the tree in the yard. I feel like that comes up so often. Like this tree limb hit my house, but it's on their property, so they need to pay for all the damage. And it becomes like kind of a negative well it becomes a war between a neighbor and it doesn't need to be yeah it does it becomes a war a little bit and it stinks because um and that's kind of what i mean thankfully i was talking about the scenario between the two people by representing both parties we're able to prevent the war mm. which is nice and this happens in condo associations that's why it's so important like i'm going to take a little turn here if you're in a condo like the board also has insurance too there's responsibility inside of a condo you have specific responsibility for your things which is which for the most part are what's called the interior in and which is like are the paint the trim things like your cabinets your flooring your contents but the condo association is responsible for the structure the drywall drying of the structure and that becomes a huge point of contest a lot of times it's like well who's responsible for the restoration bill and the insurance company is like we don't want to touch it it's the condo's it's a condo responsibility. And the condo association is like, well, we don't want to touch it. That's the homeowner's responsibility. Oh, and it becomes like this big, crazy nightmare. And what ends up happening is inaction. I can't stress enough. If anyone's on a condo board and you and you have not talked to a public adjuster on how to properly represent you, it's extremely important to have someone like us come in and give you a seminar because number one, you expose yourself to errors and omissions and director's liability um, clause uh, insurance uh, claims. Because what ends up happening is that a lot you have five or six people, sometimes more on a board, a hurricane or a storm or a fire comes through or a pipe bursts from an old pipe and blah, all the water uh, damage happens yeah. or, or something overflows. I mean, it could be something very, very simple that affects a few things. And the next thing you know, five or six people can't make a decision or someone's on vacation like the president or right. they need a quorum or they have to have a majority rule and they can't get a hold of somebody and they're in the hospital because of COVID. And guess what happens? That becomes a delay process where that can adversely affect the board, the condo itself, where those directors become personally responsible for inaction, meaning they can have a suit brought against them. Each of them. Each of them. Just for sitting on a board. Makes me not want to sit in the board. Holy heck no. I mean, but, but you better make decision. Believe me, if I was on the board, I'd be like, uh-uh, no because way. Because then that individual or individuals don't have to just go after the association. They can go after each individual board member. Oh, yeah. Oh, Don't, that's not fun. Yeah, not fun at all. So if you're on a board and you sit on it, and thankfully, if you've never experienced a loss or you have, my recommendation is put a disaster contingency plan in place. Very helpful. Doing something like that actually helps prevent errors and emissions and director's liability claims against you because you've taken action. The next point is to follow through with said action yeah if you put something in place make sure you follow through with it so and are those kind of things like in the handbooks or in like homeowners association books or no you just kind of are like if it happens it happens and then we deal with it yeah basically and that's what they have condo association attorneys for and things like mm -hmm. that but you'd be surprised how many condo association attorneys have no idea what they're doing either literally 
I mean, they're there to protect the board and to say these are the contracts that we have, but they don't understand claims, really. They don't really understand the process of what's going on or how to actually help represent the association when it comes to filing laws. And some of these things are multi-million dollar claims, seriously, and which could lead to major disasters for people looking to buy condos or buy units or sell units with a, with uh, association fees, like take, for example, having back um, dues that, they're, that they owe and they don't pay them. Like assessments. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Yeah, it gets kind of crazy. So these are type of the wars that go on when there's multiple parties in a vested interest. So if you have questions about condo, if you own a condo and you want to see if you have the right insurance, we don't sell insurance, we can help navigate you through the process, please contact us. That's what we're here for for at the correct coverage too because yeah, yeah you're dealing not just with your own mess but other people's yes messes yeah, other people's messes i haven't lived in a condo in a really long time mm -hmm. i lived in an apartment complex for a couple of years and i you know i remember that was one of my fears of moving in was like you know you don't know if some idiot moved in neck upstairs that yeah. smokes and then like drops their cigarette you know you have no idea you don't know and you mentioned before though and again if you have another question 850-437-1620 but you mentioned before that we are reminded that it is stuff at least it's it's not people mm -hmm. right um and that helps too right we kind of are like at least we got our people out if there was god forbid a disaster or a fire or something yeah but still you have all those worries okay i'm gonna get this nice condo then i'm gonna pay you know now we're looking at i, I looked at a shack yesterday i'm not even joking a shack on Zillow for $450,000 for a 400 square foot oh, cottage yeah. Oh yeah. in Pensacola. Uh-huh. And I'm going, man, what is the insurance going to be on that? Like <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully 300 square, 306 square feet. I mean, 400 some odd square feet, not going to be a lot because yeah, look at that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 But people insane. are are paying for it and then on top of that you're paying your insurance policies as well hey quick question on my own part actually mm -hmm. now that it came to my my mind and if you have a question 437-1620 Matthew Vanderford is here with Claimology have about three minutes or so left um with inflation is insurance being affected as well will it be affected like on somebody's next policy, uh, do you foresee any of that happening? Well, the claims have already, the, the policy, the premiums have already gone up dramatically, period. They, they've gone up, I mean, I saw, we, we helped a person with the claim of commercial property and they filed the claim, what they received on the claim, um, 30 plus thousand dollars, it's just undisputed fund. Their policy was dun to dun, automatically, magically increased that same number the following year so it's like wait a second i had what? a loss which you paid me oh yeah it was i was like it, it was so crazy i'm like interesting it was almost oh. the same exact figure i'm like oh my god they're getting their money back this is crazy but that's the big thing in florida right now is you're seeing these letters going out for people to pr repair their homes which are important but then the premiums are also going up people mm -hmm. have gone from playing a few hundred dollars a year to thousands of dollars a year and that's just what's happening because florida companies are leaving two insurance companies have actually gone bankrupt um, Gulfstream and St. John's, they've gone into receivership. And what that means is if you've had those and had filed claims, you need to file a claim, it's not going to be handled through the state. The state's bailing them out. So these things are happening. Premiums are being raised. Insurance companies are losing their ratings and they're jumping out of the market. They're bailing. And so it's going to open up for different boutique companies to come in, which is good. They're going to have to kind of soften the market. But you're talking about inflation. One of the things that we have to do when we write estimates now is that we have to add for what's called market cost increased adjustment. 
right now, what does that mean? I had a, I had a guy send me a photo. I saw it on Facebook and a, and a sheet of plywood has gone from $12 to 50 some odd dollars for a sheet of plywood. You go do a home now to re-roof a home. You're, I mean, you're talking over, I mean, it's, it's a hundred, I mean, at Hurricane Michael is a hundred dollars a sheet. Yeah. These things increase and you and the insurance companies are, they try to fight it. They try to argue it. However, it's, it is a real cost. Gas increases the cost for your repairs. That's right. People sitting. So now you're going from like, hey, I used to pay 300 bucks for a plumber to come reset my toilet. I got to pay $600 now. Right. Just like that. And all of a sudden these estimates double or they have a third added to them. And you've gone from having a $30,000 claim to a $45,000 claim. And the insurance company's like, are you, you're inflating the claim. And we're like, no, no, no. Take a look. There's a specific line item that says market cost increase adjustment, 12.5%, 15%. At the height of Hurricane Sally, it was, and with everything that was going on with COVID and stuff, we had it, it was almost up to 20%. Wow. And that was even light. And we were told by the contractors, even that, I mean, because what, what was happening, we saw this inflation, they couldn't even get lumber. And so they would start a project and the contractors are losing money. So they say, we have to go to what's called a cost plus. That's so right. That's it. We have to get what you're going to pay us now. And if the price of lumber goes up, guess who's paying for it? You, the home, because we can't eat it. It's not our business to eat it. We're here to fix your home and you have to pay for the material costs. So all these things affect everything. So it's better have a public adjuster take a look at your claim in the claim process. Take a look at your policy. See what's right for you and your family and your home. How do they reach out to you, Matthew? 850-684-4794. Or you can email us at claims at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com.